0: All right, week, our second installment, and so today we're looking at a disciplined move, Jeremiah chapter number 10, Jeremiah chapter number 10. Jeremiah 10, 23, O Lord, I know that the way of a man is not in himself, it is not in a man that walketh to direct his steps. Let's pray, Lord, we come before you this morning. We are thankful that you allowed us to be here, Lord. just pray that you'd be honored, that we would be encouraged, Lord, as we look into this uh, topic of moving, and today we're going to talk about a disciplined move. We ask these things your name. Amen. <clears throat> Again, we're, if we're going to move correctly, uh, forward, whatever you want to say, and uh, we're going to have a uh, section of sermons here in probably a month or two uh, about upward, moving upward, forward, upward, whatever you want to say. But moving in the direction that God uh, wants us to move, we're going to have to obviously have one that is focused on spiritual renew through the presence of God. Uh, honestly, we're going to have to have a, a, a discontentment, a holy discontentment, a deep dissatisfaction with the low state of our culture. With many churches... And one could even argue with faith in general. This is where the reality we are living in moves from merely frustration and anger into spiritual grieving and a holy hunger for something more. Listen, I don't, I'm just, today's going to be a little different just with everything that's been going on, but just the sermon in general is just going to be a little different. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm ticked off. And I'm not ticked off at any person. I'm just ticked off at our world right now. But we need to move forward from anger and frustration. And we really need to have a hunger for the things of God. I mean, why is it that, I mean, we've, let's just be honest. There should be more people here this morning. And I realize, you know, some people have to work or are sick, and I'm not mad at them, but I'm just saying in general, you know, 50,000 people in very close surrounding. Because they, they don't, and listen, there's, there's saved people that are not in church this morning and don't have any good reason or excuse to be there. Why? Because they don't have a holy hunger. For the things of God. why Wednesday nights why are Wednesday nights so sparse again, I, I know that people have to work. I try and keep it as short as possible but you you can't well, as Jesus said, you can't spend an hour with me praying? No I mean the disciples couldn't when they started, but can I remind you that those, those same disciples that couldn't st- uh, uh, stay an hour with Jesus are the same ones that turned the world upside down in just a few uh, short years? Well, from that point, a few short months. What, what, what was inside of, of Peter that he couldn't stay awake, but he was willing to draw his sword just a, a, a few hours later? I realize that we're supposed to have the joy of the Lord, but we need a holy discontentment with the thing the way this world is. God I mean, God. That's why he came. Because he wasn't happy with the way things were going. And so he left heaven to make sure that things changed. We're supposed to be Christ like. Preparation. Listen, God, if we need to prepare for the fact that God undertakes in the hearts of those who long to be filled with his presence. I crack jokes other people uh, to to some extent have the the same patience. You never pray for patience. You know what happens when you start praying for Patience. But listen, the Lord has to prepare us, the Lord has to cultivate us. Once we get a holy discontentment, we're not in for a very honestly, I'm not up here preaching health, wealth, and prosperity here on earth. Now, yes, it's for our health and the spiritual health of our world, and eventually we'll be better before because of it. But listen, God's gonna uh, John 15. I am the vine, ye are the branches, he that abideth in me beareth fruit. Listen, uh, those of you that grew up on a farm, you know what happens to vines, so they make more fruit. But they have to be prepared. Bible talks about contending for the faith. Listen, there's that's not talking about being contentious, contrary, stubborn, rude, mean. Well, it, this is a person with a post- that moves from a posture, a mindset of consumption, to the one who is over taken with the fact of God's presence and power in their life. You heard me say, listen, uh, (laughs) having compassion making a difference. Listen, listen, uh, consumer mentality, and we're surrounded by consumer mentality. But as a church, we need to move past this idea of what the church can do for me. Yeah, the church will do everything for you that it can, and it should. But that's not why we go to church. We don't go to church to get well, you know, I wonder wonder what uh what the pastor's gonna give me today. If you're relying on me to give you something, you we have a consumer mentality. And you're probably going to be thoroughly disappointed because I don't have much to give you. But we come to church to say, what can I give to somebody else? You say, Well, I don't I you know I'm I'm not very talented. I don't have very much money. I, I'm, you know, uh, listen. The fact that you're here in your presence does a lot for me. Do you know how irritating and fu- I said I was angry. You know how irritating and frustrating it is to prepare a sermon and no one show up. Listen. Obviously, we need to move past the point of taking up our 18 inches of pew. But listen, that, that's the start, and we've all got to start somewhere. At some point, we have to reorient our lives around the patterns that enable us to live and operate in God's presence within a fallen world. Listen, we, we're, we're commanded. And listen, there's a lot of Christians, they don't like this. We're comm- Listen, be in the world. That's a command. Don't be of the world, but you be in the... Listen, we have to live in this fallen world. I don't know. Listen, there there are just some things that I'm not really all that designed for, very good at. I'm thankful that the Lord called me into ministry because I'm just not designed to live and work in a secular. I just I've done it. I don't I don't do well. Someone uses a four-letter word, the first thing I want to do is take the biggest thing I can find and smack him in the nose with it. My grandpa taught me this. He's like, it doesn't matter how small you are and it doesn't matter how big that other person is. You hit somebody in the nose, they are going to cry. It gives you time to, to get away because they're always bigger than most people in my family. So it gives us time to get away. But we have to live in this world. We have to make sure the things that are in our lives are helping us. As God moves, new life flows into the person. New spiritual life breaks out, and the person walks with God in a new presence and will have new power. Work out your own salvation, right? You've, you've heard me say it. It doesn't mean you've got to work to be saved. It means you've got to exercise what the Lord has given you. And if all of those things steps happen, we're talking... About a discipline, we have to have a plan. Everybody says, "Well, we want revival." Well, there's right there's a a blueprint to have revival. I just gave it to you. Do do we really want it? It's not just going to come because you know we're hopeful, wishful. There's things that we have to do. Look at Genesis, chapter number 1. Verse 26. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. Let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over all creeping things that creepeth upon the earth, So God created man in his own image. The image of God created he, him. Male and female created he, them. So we're nothing new. You've heard me say it. We're we're image bearers. we, We were created to reflect Jesus. There's certain things that are expected of us. And honestly, can I, saved or lost, it doesn't matter. A lost person, God expects a lost person to have a proper reflection of him. No, they can't do it. You you, You can't do it until you're saved. But I'm just being honest with you. It's not like, well, you know, I'm a Christian. No, God expects everybody. That's why you were created. You were created in his image. But if we're going to do that, we've got to answer a few questions: Who is Jesus, and what is Jesus like? If we're uh, you're, uh, actors or whatever they, and you know, movies that are based on actual events, and so they have to study the actual events. They have to know their character before before they ever step out onto the stage. They have to know the person that they're supposed to be. So they have to study. So the Bible says study to show thyself. Right? Who am I and what am I like? We, To some extent as Christians, we all know who we're supposed to be like. But if I tell you, you know, like, okay, I wanna, uh, I wanna go to pick a destination. Where are you at? Well, what difference does that make? I know where I want to go. If you don't know where you're at, you're never gonna get to where you need to be. You can say, well, you know, I I I want to get to you know Kansas City, and you start driving north. I had to break it to you, you ain't never going to get there. Why? Because you got to know where you're at to make sure you get on the right path. You saying? when we're all at different places in our life because of our personality, because of how long we've been saved, we're not, all on, we're not all in the same place. Again, we get this idea that uniformity, no, we're not, we're all supposed to be going to the same place, but we don't all start in the same place. Psalms, chapter number one. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. God knows where you're at. He knows how to get you to where you're supposed to be both saved and lost. You just gotta trust him. Proverbs 14. Verse number 12. there is a way that seemeth right unto a man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. Paul, I mean, Paul thought that he was doing right. Jesus, God knocked him off his high horse. He knew exactly who who did it to him. But he asked, why? I'm, I'm doing what you want me to do. Except for your not, he thought he was. The heart is deceitfully wicked. Don't trust it. Don't, don't you dare trust yourself. I mean, kids, teenagers—they love to use that word. Don't you trust me? Nope. We, my kids ever say that? It's going to be a no before they even finish the statement. No, I don't. I don't trust you. You want you to know something else, I don't trust me. I don't trust anybody. I have trust issues. We start trusting ourselves, we, we get ourselves in trouble. John chapter number 14. Verse number six, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. We're supposed to walk in the way. Jesus is the way. You're there in John, flip over to chapter number nine. Verses 4 and 5. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Well, he just said that. We're commanded to be in the world. We we, we all know the illustration, you know, we're the salt of the earth, but the salt lost its savor. What good is it? What good is it for a man to gain the whole world but lose his own soul? I mean, there are so many illustrations of we get off our chosen path. Generally speaking, I can stand up here and tell you what the will of God is for your life, but I can't tell that specifically. but if we're if we're going to do it it's going to take effort nothing nothing good ever happens without work without effort without having a plan Listen, if, if your plan will very rarely work out the way you think it should but if you don't have a plan you will never you will guarantee right John seventeen, verse four. I have glorified thee on the earth, I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. There's no earthly system. in which to do our work or find our way. I told you the other week, I I hate religion. I despise it. Man's attempt to reach God. To get close to God. To please God. Whatever uh, varying words there, but the key is man's attempt. It ain't never, never going to work. That's us trying to figure out a plan. Disciplined move. It goes, listen, the Christian life goes against everything that the. And it, it should. Makes sense when you think about it. It's annoying. But it goes against everything that. You want to be. You want to be a success. Become a servant. That's what God says. It doesn't make any sense. I gotta borrow, beg, cheat, lie, steal, kill, maim, beat up. If if I want to be a success in the corporate world, the last shall be made first. It doesn't make any sense. Who wants to? I, Olympics, we run on the 100 yard dash, and the guy comes in last, gets the gold medal. There's nothing in this world that will help us to become what we're supposed to be. Nothing. Only God, only Jesus. And we were made to be in his image. We were made to be able to re- relate to God on a personal level. And so people say that the Christian life is so hard and the Bible is so confusing. It really isn't. Obviously, we all—it's a spiritually discerned book. If you're listen, if you're saved, there shouldn't be anything confusing in the Bible. It might take you a. Kendra asked me a question. I think it was yesterday. Maybe it was Friday. My days are running together. She wants to. She's thinking about ladies. You're you're pre-warned. The hot button topics of. Christianity. She might do a Bible study. Controversy. I didn't tell her this, but it was I? Uh, shortly after I started thinking, there really shouldn't be any controversy. Well, that's a that's a controversial issue. Why? Because the way we think, the way that we're used to doing things, the way that we were taught, so many things. Bible. What does what does the Bible say? We're taught in society to not talk about. You know, you don't talk about religion. You don't talk about kids. I forget what the third one is, but I know there's three. Th- oh, money. You don't ever talk about money. Controversy. I hate religion, my kids are brats, and I have no money. There, we just talked about it. So there's, There should be no controversy. By the way, everybody's kids are brats. I was a brat when I was a kid. I'm not picking on anybody. Made to have a relationship with God. Made to be in his image. Why? Because we're not self-originating. We're not self-sustaining. Let's see, if you're, let's see, if you're out there doing what God wants you to do, you're gonna get tired. If you're, if you're in the world and not of the world, listen, you're gonna get irritated. You're gonna get frustrated. Again, we we think that these things are are bad. You shouldn't get mad. Where does the Bible say that? My Bible commands me to get mad. Be angry. That's a command. Obviously, I shouldn't do it in sin. Finish the verse. That's where the problem comes in. Is <laughs> We do it in sin. There, there are some things that should make you mad. You're you're telling me that there were, listen, Jesus went into the the, the temple, flipped over the changers, tables, ran out the money changers with a whip. You can't tell me he wasn't mad. There, There are some things to get mad about. This is probably the one that our society right now has the hardest problem with. We're not self-explanatory. That's humanism. Well, it's just the way that I am. You guys, Kendra, one of the things that, statements I just absolutely hate. This was before Joel showed up. Boys will be boys. Like it's some excuse for them to Act a certain way. We're supposed to be in the image of God. It takes a plan. He's the only plan. We live in the sin cursed earth. And if we don't predetermine, it's a you. Take a boat and you put it out in the lake. It has no oars, has no sail, has no motor. It's gonna move. But it probably won't never end up where you want it to be. See, we're so afraid of, of moving, but the the point is is that you are going to move. If you, live it, if you leave it up to your circumstances, if you leave it up to your friends and your family, if you live it up to your feelings, if you leave it up to your job, and the list can go on and on and on, you are never going to end up where you want to be, where you should be. It takes discipline. We don't like that word. A conscious effort. I was, I was thinking about this. And there's, there's different people studies say that it it takes, I've heard, as short as 10 and as long as 21. You should do something 21 times before it becomes a habit. You have to predetermine, you have to discipline yourself that when you don't want to do it, when it's not convenient, when it's not comfortable, when it's not fun, if you want to get to the point where it does become a habit, where you... 21. But that's the longest I've heard. <coughs> <coughs> We're in what? This is the second, third week of January. Time My time's already running together. Mm-hmm. You have to predetermine. If you're not in the habit of coming on Sunday nights or Wednesday nights, you have to predetermine 20 one times that no matter what happens, I'm gonna be a church. Do you realize that puts us in the summers? Half the year basically. Discipline. That, that takes discipline. You're not in the habit of passing out tracks. Twenty-one times. I don't really want to talk to that person. They're busy. I'm busy. They look main. But I have to do it. So it becomes a habit. You're not in the habit of giving. Your time, your talent, whatever. Twenty-one times. The the basis on we only take up one offering a week, right? (laughs) Again, we're back into summer before it becomes a habit where it doesn't feel like you have to. Discipline. Discipline. but it's for our good. All things work together for good. To who? To them that love God. Do we love God? Oh, we say we do. But we don't want, that's that's an inconvenience. Listen, your family's an inconvenience. Dads, you understand this. Sometimes your family's an inconvenience. You, you have to work a job so you can pay the bills, and then they expect you to work a, you know, a double shift because someone calls in sick, and, and, and then you know the, the one kid gets in trouble at school, so you've got to have a parent-teacher meeting, and the other kids you know, r- rush across town to go to a recital or a sports game. You, obviously, you love your family and love your kids. That's not the issue. That's just, let's just be honest. That's kind of inconvenient. but hopefully your parents taught you to be able to have some discipline. (laughs) A disciplined move. If we're going to do something for God, we are going to have to be disciplined. Let's pray. Lord, we come before you this morning.